Good morning. Welcome to Faith Westwood. My name is Jen Robinson, and I am the Director of Guest Connections here, and I just want to extend a great big hello to all of you. We so appreciate that you're worshiping with us. Hey, it's a hard time right now. I just heard a devotional that really describes what's going on about how God's people would gather together as a community of believers, and then they'd go out and scatter and spread the good news. Right now, we're in that scatter time. We are still the church, just not in the building. We can still go out and spread the good news in so many different ways. This morning, our message is coming out of the book of Romans, which I deeply love because it gives us so much information and it's so deep and so rich. So sit back, have a cup of coffee, relax, and worship with us today.
Good morning, boys and girls. Miss Leah here. Who's ready for another adventure in Romans chapter 8? Looking for the promises of God. Grab your handy-dandy binoculars. And if you haven't had a chance to make some yet, that's okay. You can make it after children's time. And let's get going. Have you ever had something that you thought was really bad turn into something that was really good? I can. I can think of something from just this summer, even. When we found out that we couldn't have VBS in our building and invite all of you kids to come, we thought that was really bad, and it made us sad, too. But then, because it's 2020, we decided to change it up, and it became the same, but a totally different VBS. It was a drive through VBS, and we collected over 2,000 food items for the FaithWorks Pantry, and that is really good. And that reminds me of where God's promise comes in this week. Because God promises us that he works everything together for the good. That kind of reminds me of popcorn. What does that mean, right? Well, do you think you'd want to eat this little cap full of unpopped kernels? I don't think so. Because it probably wouldn't taste very good and it's bad for your teeth, right? Well, we know that if we apply heat to those popcorn kernels, like with this bag of popcorn, that it becomes something really good. Popcorn is a great snack. Even hearing it pop gives you the anticipation of something good coming out of it. And we're a lot like these little popcorn kernels here, the unpopped ones because there's so much potential in each one of us. And when things pop up in our lives, different situations that make us uncomfortable or we think are tough situations or bad situations, and when the heat is applied, we can turn to God and we can learn from it. We can learn to trust Him and we can learn to be better people. And it comes out good. Sounds like our popcorn's all done. Let's check it out. It smells amazing. I can't wait to open it up. Let's see what we've got here. We have some yummy, yummy popcorn. So from these seeds that would be really hard to chew with a little bit of heat, we get a delicious snack. So if you feel like something in your life is like chewing on these hard popcorn kernels, which I know 2020 has been a really hard year, you can look to God and learn during these tough situations that pop up in our lives. And we can learn to trust him. We learn to be a better person and it'll come out to be something really good. Cause I know as hard as 2020 has been and as many different tough situations as we've been through, I know that something really good is going to come out of it in the end. So this week, I want you to talk to your family about a situation that you thought was really bad that turned out really good. And what did you learn from it? Next week, we're going to wrap up our adventures in Romans 8, looking for God's promises. And until then, may the Lord bless you and always smile upon you. And all God's kids said, Amen. I love you and I miss you all very, very much. See you next week. Bye.
The scripture for today comes from Romans 8, beginning with verse 28. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Morning, faith family. Uh, you know a lot of people have a favorite Bible verse. Uh, maybe for you it's John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Some of you I know are fond of Jeremiah 29.11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Or you might like Matthew 22.37, where Jesus says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Whatever it is, I hope you have a favorite Bible verse. If not, any of these would be good. Uh, today, our verse of promise is my favorite spot in the Bible, Romans 8.28. Here it is. Now, we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him who have been called according to his purpose. This is week five in our six-week series, Hang On, where we're hanging on to the promises of God from Romans chapter 8. Now, if you missed any of those previous services or messages, you can watch the videos uh, right from our website, or you can download our Faith Westwood app. When Trish and I were uh, married, one of the things she brought into our home was a burlap banner made by a friend of hers. It had this simple scene on it made with pieces of cut-out felt, a blue stream, red and yellow flowers, a couple of birds flying, and it had Romans 8.28 written in yarn. Romans 8.28, it is just a great verse, but it's even stronger when you see it in its context. You see, the whole chapter tells us about the benefits of belonging to Jesus, both now and in the age to come. Last Sunday, if you remember and watched it, we, we focused on our groaning prayers. Now, we usually pray with words, which is good. But sometimes our prayers just go beyond words. Sometimes we, we groan and, and yearn, and those are ways to pray. And when the Holy Spirit lives in us, the Spirit also groans and assists us in our prayers. So, they, so our prayers then align perfectly with God's purposes. And how does God answer our spirit-assisted prayers? Well, that's what Romans 8.28 is about. And we know, it says, and here let me pick up uh, threads from earlier in Romans chapter 8. We who are filled with the Spirit, given life by the Spirit, our minds governed by the Spirit, our lives led by the Spirit, and being prayed for by the Spirit, we know, we have confidence that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Now, let's break this verse down a little bit, shall we? First, uh, who's working for good? God's working for good. Side note, um, 
Some ancient manuscripts have Theos, God, as the subject of the sentence, and in some, Theos, God, is left out. But either way, it's understood. Um, things are not mysteriously working out on their own for good. God's doing it. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. And the word translated works is synergei, uh, from which we get the word synergy, uh, working together. So God is working all things together, weaving them into a tapestry that will fulfill his ultimate purposes. I like the story of uh, a great piano concert that was about to begin. And the grand piano was uh, on the stage and brightly lit up as people were you know, entering in and getting their, to their seats. And then, to everyone's surprise, a young girl somehow snuck away from her parents and made her way onto the stage. She saw the piano and sat down on the bench and began to play chopsticks. Well, you know how it goes. Now, no one paid much attention. Some people were annoyed. And then the performer, world-class pianist, walked out on stage in his dignified black tuxedo. He sat down beside the girl and whispered, Keep playing. So while she played chopsticks... He played alongside her. He improvised harmonious, harmonious accompaniment and counter-melodies. At one point, he reached his right arm around her and played desk counts above and bass notes below uh, while she kept playing her simple two-finger tune. At one point, he switched it to a minor key and then back to the major key and finally ended it with a triumphal flourish. The two of them stood and took their bow to the uproarious applause of all the audience. The great master took what was given, which was very simple, and with great artistry he worked with it, and together they created something that was truly beautiful. And that leads to another vital part of this verse. The ultimate conclusion is good. It's good. Yeah, we, we suffer in this life. Jesus said we would, and he suffered too. But still, God is working for good. Do you believe that? And to say that God is working for good in all things does not mean that all things are good. Uh, many years ago, when I was a pastor in Gothenburg, Nebraska, I conducted the funeral for a murder victim. I had met Shelley once uh, at her sister's wedding. At the time of her death, she was living in Chicago and had been a high-profile investment banker known by a lot of people. She was in her early 30s, kind of a socialite as well. And, and the Omaha World Herald came out and covered the funeral. One of the big things I said at her service was that Shelley's murder was not God's will. I said that God did not want her life to end this way. And as it turns out, the World Herald writer made that the focus of the story. The next week, I received a letter from a reader here in Omaha taking issue with my theology. This guy believed that if you're a Christian, that everything that happens to you has to be God's will. I did not reply. 
I figured nothing I could say would convince him otherwise. But I did not agree with him. I don't believe that everything that happens to you is God's will. I, I don't believe that everything that happens is good. But I do believe that God works in all things for good. You hear people say, God is in control. Maybe you see it. Maybe you say it. I can understand that. I've gotten to the point where I don't usually say that because most people think it means that God is in control of everything that happens. And I don't believe that. I mean, if God was in control of everything that happens, why would Jesus teach us to pray for God's will to be done here on earth? We pray for it because God's will is not always happening. Now, if I were to say God is, is in control, here's what I'd mean. Three things that I believe align with Romans 8.28. First, God is in control means God's never out of control. God always knows exactly what he's doing and why. Second, God is in control means that God will take his purposes to their ultimate end that he has designed. So God's victory is not in question. And third, God is in control means God can redeem even our suffering. No suffering born in faith will be wasted. God will find a way to use it to our benefit. That's that's what our good God does. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Working for the good of those who love him. Uh, and, and why is God doing this? Well, because we're his kids. Because of Jesus, we've been adopted into the family. Because of the Holy Spirit, we cry out to our Papa Father, whom we love. Another thing about those who love him is that we've been called according to his purpose. And God's purpose is to bring as many people as possible into salvation through Christ. Uh, God also wants to heal this world of, uh, with his justice and reconciliation. God has called us to that purpose. And when Jesus returns, we who belong to him, we're going to be given indestructible resurrection bodies. At the same time, our souls will be purified from sin, and then we will res resume our original role as stewards of God's creation. Now, I can't say this for sure, but it seems to me there are hints in Scripture that in the age to come, part of our work will be to join God in healing creation. I have no idea what that would look like, what we do, but it seems to me to be the way God operates. He, he likes to work with us and through us whenever possible. And it also means that whatever we do in this life to further God's purposes of salvation and justice and stewardship, they're going to carry over into the age to come. You see, in the eternal economy of God, our efforts in this life will never be wasted and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. You know, sending his son into the world isn't something God thought up at the last minute because everything else he tried hadn't worked. And, and I think that's what verses 29 and, and 30 are saying. Verse 29 tells us about the foreknowledge of God. It says, 
For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, in order that he might be the firstborn within a large family. What did God know in advance? He knew that when he sent his Son, some of us would believe and be saved. You know, in the United Methodist Church and in uh, John Wesley and the whole Methodist movement, we don't teach individual predestination. We don't teach that God picked out who would be saved and who would be damned. Uh, we believe in free will, that God makes it possible for you to have a choice, and it's up to you how you use that choice. The predestination it talks about here is that we who believe are predestined to be conformed to the image of His Son. It means that when we belong to Jesus, God's going to take us all the way to the finish line. God's going to give us resurrection a body and, and a Jesus-like character. God is working for our good, and He will finish the job. And then verse 30 spells out God's purpose from beginning to end. And those whom He predestined, that is, God is committed to taking us to the finish line, we are the ones He also called. That is, we heard God's call and we chose to say yes in faith. And those whom He called, He also justified. Justified means that through faith in Jesus we are forgiven and put into a right relationship with God. And those whom He justified, He also glorified. And glorified, that's the finish line, where we have this resurrection body and Jesus-like character. In other words, God is the one who began this good work in you, and God is the one who's going to finish it. And right now, of course, we're not at the finish line. We're still in the race. And sometimes it's hard. And we don't know why things happen to us the way they do. So we hang on to the promise. In all things... God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. When I was a senior in high school, my grandfather on my mom's side had a heart attack. He recovered, but he didn't have the same stamina as before. So the summer after I graduated, I lived with them and worked as the hired hand on their farm. You know, it, it turned out it was one of the best summers of my life. Lots of root beer floats and grandma's coconut cream pie and playing harmonica with grandpa. But before long, I started worrying about the crops. Our corner of the world was dry and dusty. But you know, grandpa wasn't worried. He'd seen this happen before. One day we were sitting on the tailgate of his pickup and he said, a dry June is good for the corn. Makes the roots go deep so that they can get that good subsoil moisture. And those deep roots will hold the stalk in place if we get high winds. He said, yeah, a dry June can be good for the corn. As I remember, the crops did get a little stressed, but the rains eventually came and everything was okay. Not a bumper crop but a good crop. You might be going through some dry and dusty times. I'm not saying God caused them, but I am saying that God can use them. God can weave it all together for your good. God is at work. 
You can count on it. And that's a promise. Let's pray. Oh Lord God, thank you for this great and beautiful promise that you are always at work. And that when we, when we give our lives to you, that when we line up our lives into your hands, that, that you never stop working for our good. And Lord, even when we face hardships and persecutions and problems and illnesses, you continue to work in our lives. And so, Lord, we pray that you'll give us great confidence in this promise, that we can go through life uh, trusting in what you do, what that, in what you're doing. And Lord, we pray that you'll allow us to be a part of your purposes in this world, of announcing salvation and bringing justice and reconciliation, of being stewards of this great creation. We pray in the name of Jesus our Lord and all God's people said, Amen.
joining us today. We're really glad you did. Visit faithwestwood.com backslash service because there you can let us know you visited us by filling out a connection card or maybe even giving us your prayer requests. You can give or you can find additional resources for yourself or your family and faith at home. This week's mission focus is COVID and you know what? This fund is going to help us to gather together. So it's going to help us purchase all those things to keep you safe. Steve's message today came out of the book of Romans. So I'd like to leave you with a little piece that I totally enjoy and that I hope that you take to heart this week. Romans 8.39 Nothing in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Thank you. Amen. <laughs>